Hey, Star Wars fans and Rule of the Galaxy fans. It is Joe in the pilot seat for episode 240 of the Rule of the Galaxy podcast. 240, let's see. That's If we were doing one a month, that'd mean we've been going for the past 20 years. But, uh, but no, we're doing... Not one a month. <laughs> but we're not doing one a month. We've been, for the most part, except for a little spot here there, been doing once a week. So makes a difference but we are completing our fourth year as i lose my voice <clears throat> we're doing our fourth year right now january we'll start our fifth year of doing the rule of the galaxy podcast and wow. one of the guys that's been by my side the whole time almost all time. Has it, yeah has it been five well no. it, it'll be four complete it'll be years four. oh yeah. okay we'll be starting our fifth year oh right you're starting the fourth no, you'll be starting the fourth, right? Because it was 2020. 2020, 2021. Oh, it is 2024. Wow. <laughs> so those of wow. you those of you hearing that voice and seeing him while he's painting, that is Mr. Brent Dykeman, one of the main crew members of the Rule of the Galaxy podcast. Brent, what are you painting today? Um, so yeah, you know, there's that there's that Legion game that I play, right? So um, if you watched or paid attention to last week's, I was talking about Peyton Logray. Yes. Um, while I was waiting for everything to fire up, I did some touch-ups on Logray. But um, there is a. I, also, if you're a longtime listener, you probably heard me talking about there was a there was a father-son that was playing in a tournament over the summer, um, and his son has autism and some other spectrum disorders, and was very very shy leading up to playing Legion, and he has opened up since playing. And so I made a Geonosis table because the 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 kid was big into um, the clones. So he okay. was playing with the clone team. So I made him like a Geonosis themed styrofoam table. Um, and then I asked his dad if, what he would want. And he is a Hoth guy. So what I have kind of whipped together, it's not even near completion. I'm just kind of putting like a base coat on it. So this is like supposed to be a Hoth um, hanger door, sure. um, and it is ginormous for the size of the miniatures. Um, the His kid likes to play tanks, so I wanted to make sure that it was big enough that a tank could roll through it. Um, but this is just kind of some terrain pieces. Um, I also then, another one I'm going to kind of put some paint on is like a trench. Mm -hmm. If you look at it, it's kind of got the trench look to it. So you can go through it. And use that for cover, like so the the rebels, the rebels on Hoth that were in the trench warfare. Correct, correct. Okay. And um, I have another one with the big nipple gun that I've kind of created as well. I can't not call it that, right? Thank you, Family Guy. Yeah, no, it's the nipple like, ion blaster. How do you not call it the nipple gun? 
Yeah, yeah. Nipple ion cannon. Sorry, there's ion blasters, right. but that's an ion cannon. But yes, you are correct, even though this is sometimes a PG, sometimes an R-rated well, podcast. That, look, okay. Yeah. Hey, Gaylord Fokker told me that everybody's got nipples. You can milk me. You want to milk my nipples? I mean, Meet the Fockers taught me that. It's, it's Everybody's got them. Everybody's got them. We can still be PG. You know, going back to that, I mean, there are questions about that. Why do men have nipples? Well, we can get in that at another time, but that for our fans and listeners, please email rulethegalaxysw at gmail.com. Um, if there's some kind Twitter, of... Twitter, rule the galaxy at Twitter. Uh, we got a... I don't, do we have a... We got a TikTok. Well, I mean, you can follow D-Doc on TikTok. Every now and then he'll throw out Star Wars content, um, but he's basically the, the, the home plumber. Yes. Uh, Which, by the way, he just he just did a um, bathroom review from his cruise, his Disney cruise that he went on. He reviewed the bathroom uh, in his uh, cabin, which was interesting. So uh, he's going to do a full review with all the video from his cruise. But he did take us into the bathroom of his Star, well, Disney cruise that he was on recently with his family. So that that's a fun one. I still haven't. I still haven't taken all my videos and pictures from uh, Galaxy's Edge. I should combine all those and put them into a uh, a YouTube video for us. I need to do that. So, um, but yeah. So, uh, did you besides doing good things for people, which it looks like you're doing, uh, have you get did you do anything Star Wars related? Get anything Star Wars related at Christmas time? So my my lovely my dearest my lovely wife uh, knows how sick my fascination with Star Wars is. Mm-hmm. She gifted me um, a baby Grogu uh, Funko Pop, oh. uh, an an Amazon exclusive Funko Pop, which I, I mean it's cool. So it'll be it'll go to my shelf at school, um, and then. Um, I also got um, the Return of the Jedi certain point of view novel um okay. i read the first one which was Jerjerod and mm-hmm. uh how the emperor or not emperor yeah so the how vader and the emperor kind of played into it and how he figured out that it uh they were motivating him and doubling his efforts and that he figured out that the emperor really didn't need it to be fully operational he just needed the weapon to be operational um i like uh, it yeah and then I started reading Max Rebo, and I lost all interest in reading about Max Rebo. Um, there's, it's it's music. It's a big blue animal. Um, I don't even know if it's an animal. It's well, a big blue thing, um, and didn't really kind of hold me in. Don't uh, don't tell that to hyperspace heroes. Browns Brown Squadron, uh, Brown Leader, Scruffy, and, and Droid Bait all love love some Max Rebo. So, sorry, I, man. It to each like, their own, right? I mean, it, to each their it's own. music, man. So, like, like, so I have this conversation with a lot of people. There's a lot of people that will walk around their house and like listen to music all day. Um, I would rather have movies and TV on in the background as mm-hmm. my background knowledge than than anything music. <clears throat> I'm not a huge music lover or buff, which is why you rock the uh, music when we do trivia. That's right. Um, I am the music. I, I write the trivia questions and find the trivia questions, and you, uh, you, you sync it up to to music to have the people have fun. So, 
Well, speaking of trivia and speaking of books and Ooh. things, my daughter gift my daughter Emily gifted me the book of useless information. Which let me tell you, I, I I'm I'm going to send you some pics of some some because it's so very just, quick just and easy. Read, so read me one. Read me one. You just um, open the page. Read me one. Yeah. So the music hall entertainer Nosmo King derived his stage name from a no smoking sign. Nosmo King. <laughs> I don't know what um, Nosmo King yeah. is, but I like that. Nick Mason is the only member of Pink Floyd to appear on all the band's albums. Uh, the naked baby on the cover of Nirvana's album, Nevermind, is named Spencer Eldon. So this is all That things. dude must be like 35 now? Yeah. yeah. So uh, this is... Try and find Spencer Eldon somewhere. Spencer Eldon, if you're listening to us, shoot us a message at rulegalaxy at gmail.com. Yes, I would love to hear from you, Spencer. Um, here, I'll give you one more. <clears throat> uh, let's see here. The 1980 song Rosanna was written about the actress Rosanna Arquette. Rosanna, Rosanna, yeah. you lead me all the way. See, you're usually not the singer and look at you. Oh, um, I, so, I can so, yeah. sing ones that I know. I just don't like. I music is not like the passion that it, that it has for other people. This is this is going to be fun. I'm going to send you some of these for our next trivia, so you can decide if you like them as much as I do. But thank you to Emily for that. Um, my Star Wars Christmas was very slight. Um, I didn't I didn't really ask for anything, and I've been trying to. Unlike Alfie and DDoc, who are trying to really expand what they're doing, I'm trying to contract uh, what I collect and what I do. And I most of my stuff now is things that I grew up with or things that I really enjoyed during the whole COVID era where we were spending wildly and sitting around doing nothing. Um, and now I've got it to the point where I've like, I've got the things I want and I've got things set up for Frankie and Teddy, my grandsons, to where when they're ready to start playing Star Wars, I've got all the stuff they need but um i did get a book my daughter maddie got me a book i'm showing it right yeah. here on youtube star wars redeemed and it is your life transforming journey with jesus and the jedi by bradley hagan it came out in 2015 i usually see and hear about pretty much all things star wars and i miss this completely um of course i wasn't running a podcast at that time so i probably wasn't looking as in depth uh, but it's I've read a couple chapters already. It's fairly interesting, um, a lot to take in. It, you know, it reminds me a lot of the Stephen Kent yeah, uh, book. Say, it's, um, it's a different take on the similar topic, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So I've already I've already let Scott Reif and Steve Glosson, uh, Dutch the Duchess and Stephen Kent. I've already sent all of them a picture of this and said, "Who of you have read this?" And none of them had. And okay. three three of them were already saying, "Hey." where did you get that? And I said, my daughter got it at a religious bookstore. So, you know, go, go see what you can find. So they're all interested in reading it. And, you know, I mean, I, like you're looking at from a certain point of view, this is just another yeah. point of view about Star Wars. So, I mean, what certain point of view came out, what, like five, six years ago, I feel like, or no, not even that it was during the podcast because I remember Shesky, who's our avid reader talking yeah. about it. Well, they've, they've made one for each of the main trilogy, right. Or the original trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, so I think they did it. What uh, twenty? It was for the fortieth. It was. I think it was mm -hmm. for the fortieth. It was. I think it was for the fortieth of return. 
Yes. Um, and then they released all of them, but I think the the idea came from the the Return Correct. of the Jedi's fortieth. So yeah, I haven't I haven't read any of those, so I really want to hear how that is for you because I haven't I, read it. Haven't read any of them, uh, the New Hope, Empire, or that one. I just I've never. Take... Oh, there's my dog. Hold on a second. <laughs> I will unmute now, and hopefully he won't bark <laughs> many more times. Um, so, yeah, Reminds so that was of, it. Uh, Mark yeah. Anthony Austin and his big bear dog in the background. <laughs> Which, I'll tell you what, bringing up Mark, um, I reached I reach out to pretty much all of our guests from last mm -hmm. year. Like I said, we had 35 guests. Told That's them all crazy. Merry Christmas from Rule of the Galaxy. Told them, love to talk to you again in the future. Pretty much everybody was like, hey, we're, we're in. Just let us know when. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's exciting and interesting to see that we built these relationships with people, and uh, you know just just really interesting right. to see where it goes and who more who else we add. So there's roughly 52 weeks in a year, and we've had 34 guests. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's we, like what three fifths of our shows have somebody that we've attached to. Yeah, I mean we we just. Come on, we try to spice it up. Um, every now and then we do an extra show, right? And and when we do that, we add somebody. But <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so it's been good. And there's going to be right now is kind of a slow time, as you and I discussed before we hopped on. There's not a lot going on in the Star Wars world or universe right now. But there's always 2024 to look forward to. And no, there's not going to be a movie, but there'll be for the book lovers. There'll be some new books for the um, animated shows there'll be a couple of those for the live action there'll be a couple of those so we do have some things to look forward to and um yeah and, and let's think here in uh 2025 that will be the 10-year um, anniversary of a new of, of force awakens and the 20th anniversary of is that the 20th it is the 20th anniversary of revenge of the sith so there'll be a lot going on in 2025 um, it's also japan right i believe so Yes, I believe right. Japan's celebration Japan. Yeah. So, so yeah, but uh, you know, well, I'll just while we're sitting here and just jibber jabbering, I'll throw out a few things, some things that I was looking at. So, obviously, I was talking about 2024, the Skeleton Crew show with Jude Law, either an A or B list actor. Um, that's coming out in um, in 2024. My question already looking ahead though is. This was filmed quite a long time ago, yeah. and it's got kids in it. So if they are going to do a season two of that in the future, they're going to have to do some kind of time jump between season one and season two, like three years later or five years later, this occurs. Because those kids, if this was being filmed in 2021 or whatever, and now we're going into 2024 and it's just being released, You've seen the Stranger Thing kids. How how many how much they've changed over the years? Um, how much are these kids going to change by season two if they make a season two? Well, who says it's got to be linear, right? I mean, even even our new boy, new creative director says that <laughs> like some stories aren't have don't have one. He said sto some stories don't have to be told, and two, like he's all about like nonlinear storytelling. Um, so yeah like i mean sure and the other i guess the other part too is who says that there has to be a season two i mean i think it's just wishful thinking that we want to have season two but if you look at a lot of stuff um uh i'm trying to think of like the marvel stuff a lot of the marvel stuff mm -hmm. was one hitters um but that was in the disney chapek era not in the Iger era so 
I think you're you're right on that with the Iger era back and tightening the the belt strings a little bit. Um, see, I put purse strings and belt together, all in the belt strings. Um, but um, you know, tighten things up like that, and maybe not needing everything they're talking about. And if you looked at where all of these mandalorian era shows are going to piecemeal together possibly into that future feloni movie maybe they only do one season and then pile them into the movie when it's when it's time i i chuckle because of the future feloni movie like <laughs> i i don't even want to have that conversation because i was sitting around i think it was last friday uh the 22nd of december or 23rd of december um, I was looking all over my social medias, and what did my wandering eyes come across? Oh, it was the uh, opening day for Rogue Squadron. Oh. Uh, right? So, like, understanding that the movie industry is crazy, and understanding that if you haven't heard from an actor, let's go Samuel L. Jackson, mm -hmm. you, if you haven't heard from an actor that's probably because he's shooting two and three different movies that won't come out for another three years. Like it takes three years for, for a movie to, to come, to go from being shot, to go through the editing process, to go through then the production process to get it to the films. Right. Like it takes time. Like you would say like, man, where have they been? Well, they were out filming. You just haven't heard from them because they were filming when they're talking on all the shows. And when you see them is because they're in between projects. I, I'm I'm good with that. I agree. And it's and so when you say this upcoming Filoni movie, like I put air quotes. I know, but like it it <laughs> all that's going to do for every Star Wars fan that knows about it is just irritate them to high end when or if it doesn't come to fruition. Because another thing that about movie making is like there's a thousand movies that get greenlit. Some of them even get shot and cut, but then they never get released. Like it's, if you if, like, they won't talk about them for a couple years afterwards. But I don't know. It's just the movie industry is not yeah. doesn't work on what the general public wants it to work on. It works on its own timeline and does its own thing. Yeah. Well, you are correct, and I know I'm not a movie mogul. I don't, I don't run. A I'm not a movie or anything mogul like either, but I just listen to like I, I listening to the actors and listening to the way things have made. I'm telling, like when I was in college, there was this thing called the movie stock exchange, and that's yeah, it was like it was a game, right? So, but they were there was like a you could get like fake money, and then you would buy stocks in movies and like or actors and actresses, um, and like if there was a project that was coming up, you could buy low and hope that they would like jump out of this out of the moon but when i was on there there was like there's always like speculation of the next one like so this was in college i'm, I'm trying to think it was like way before incredibles came incredibles 2 came out or something like that there was like an incredible 2 that you could buy into low hoping that it would get made not knowing that it would get made but there are some that like even when you go and look at like the list they'll say in production but just because it's in production doesn't mean that it's past I mean, there might even be a director and like some projects go through four or five directors before mm -hmm. they even get to being to the point where they get filmed. Um, it's just it's just the nature of the industry is just so flighty that it takes a while to actually get to the filming process. And then even if it's filmed, it's not likely to be produced and sent out to the theaters.
I mean, heck, I worked at Hollywood Videos for a number of years. How mm. many movies went direct to DVD? Oh yeah, no, right. I... So they're like now they go direct to streaming. How many of those like, I mean, Rebel Moon never made it to the theater. Yeah, no. See, you're talking about going straight to DVD. I was at Blockbuster well before you were at Hollywood Video, and I was getting straight to VCR tape. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I I was old school man, but I tell you what. One of the t- one of the times that I was most passionate about movies is when I worked part time there because mm-hmm. you got five free rentals a week, man. Yep. I and stacked you got the pre streets too, dude. Oh it yeah, it was the pre streets, right? So like, but here's the thing about the pre streets: the movie had already been in the theaters, you'd already seen the movie, but now it's like a year almost since it was in the theater, so you're watching it again. So you have those like, you have that in like I want to call it nostalgia, but it's not truly nostalgia. But you have that like you have that ability to reminisce of back when it was watching, when you were watching it. Right. It's kind of like music, right? Like they'll play the song of the summer and play that song to death. But then like, and like you recite it and then it gets to the point where you want to vomit. You've heard it so many times. <laughs> right. But then the next summer when they play it, you're like, oh, remember this. And like, you have those memories of where you were and what happened with it. And I, uh, Rifen said it on our place, it's criminal what they're doing with the movies now because yeah. of how quickly they go to streaming. You don't build up that anticipation for the movie to come out. You know what's funny is you were talking about songs of the summer and I'm, I'm going to age myself here. Gosh, just thinking of the Casey Kasem top 40 and then Rick D's <laughs> top 40 that every, every weekend you waited to hear that. So kids, if you're listening, we used to wait until the weekend to hear the top 40 countdown of the songs and they'd play them in order and you would wait and see if your favorite one, the one you were rooting for made it all the way to number one. Yes. So we date ourselves. So my, this is to go another, <laughs> uh, another step on that one. My father got re like he got caught up in a corporate reassignment my senior year of high school. My parents, it was his 97, 98. My parents um, were nice enough to let me go back. They got a car and let me go back, travel back and forth to my friend's place in Illinois. So I was driving from Bloomington, Indiana to Peoria, Illinois, which is about a three and a half hour drive mm. pretty much every other weekend. So I was driving back and forth. Well, Casey's top 40 uh, would pick up in Bloomington. And then by the time I hit like Terre Haute, mm-hmm. it would be, so I would get to like 40 to to 20 and then I'd hit Terre Haute and I would hear 40 to 20. And then I would get to Champaign, Illinois, and I would hear 40 to 20. Right. So I was driving like each different time zone had it different at or each different location because it was syndicated, had it at different places. So I would hear uh, the Casey's top 40. So Torn by Natalie and Bruglia is oh. and uh, Chumbawamba's I Get Knocked Down um, were popular <laughs> on those top 40s. And so they are cemented and seared into my brain. Lovely. I, lo- I love when we get to peel back a little bit of the, the onion with you and I and look at those 1980s and 1990s uh, throwbacks there. It's, it's oh. great. So um, I get knocked down, but I get up again. Can anybody keep me down? I believe, Brent, at that time, I was... You probably had kids. Uh, Joey was around when, yeah. when that song was out. He used to dance around to that song as a little kid. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I can see that. Um, hey, next topic, the acolyte, the yeah. other 2024. So looking at it, it's going to happen a hundred years. Um, before. wow. Right. A hundred years before. Yeah. It just said, say, wow. 
if for some reason our our meeting just popped up and said we have 10 minutes left that doesn't sound oh, right we might okay i mean it yeah. might be the 45 minute or we'll see yeah we might hop out of this here we, we might we might have to reach out to the old nick Shesky and see what's going on it's it's what's okay. going on with that we'll go through let hey you know what if that's the case let's zoom through let's give people yeah, let's give people I mean, what they is. pay for right. um accolade 100 years the joe before, show <laughs> 100 years before the phantom menace um the end of the high republic much darker more of an adult show I, it all sounds good to me it sounds okay it sounds to me like andor with a mixture of jedi and sith i want one thing and yeah. i've seen pictures of it i want to see it in live action i want to see the wookie jedi okay i want to see the wookie jedi hey i'm all for that's it. it that's it i'm in, i'm excited to see how they're gonna work in a wookie jedi Brent, I can tell you this. Once we see the Acolyte, and in 2029 when the character comes out, I am going to buy you the Black Series 6-inch Wookiee Jedi when it comes out. <laughs> he won't be there. I mean, I'm telling you, they're going to stop making toys. Yeah. I Actually, I just went through, and they have a bunch of Ahsoka toys on the shelf at our Target. Really? Okay. Yeah, there's a bunch of... There was a Morgan Elsbeth, and there was the... Uh, there was also, like, I didn't... It was the Luke with the Grogu and the frogs coming up. Okay. That wasn't that expensive. Well, I'll have to go check I it mean, out. Don't it was 27. Me. It was Don't 27, right? That was 27. That one was when it had box art. Morgan Elizabeth had a bubble on it, though. <laughs> um, okay. Well, again, Alfie, if you're listening, there you go. We need to know, will you go to Target and buy some of those things? Because Joe is on a spinning freeze right now. They had so. an Ezra. They had an old Ezra. And I think okay. they had an Ahsoka. I love that you're still going to check those. Um, my daughter you know, was shopping with my dad, so I went and like got lost and looked at it for a minute. Completely understand. Um, we, we got a request from, since I'm doing some top 10 lists, we got a request from mm -hmm. uh, Rural Farm Boy. And he said he wanted to know about our top 10 or our rankings of cosplay. Sure. Um, See, I think you're taking it wrong. I think I think your your mind goes straight to the gutter. You're no. you're you're in the gutter because while the I would rank the Chiss female yes. from but it's not necessarily because she was smoking hot, which I mean she was easy on the eyes, but she intimidated the crap out of me because those <laughs> red eyes are intimidating as hell. They are. I would be scared if I ever ran into an actual Chiss because one, they don't exist, and two, those red eyes are creepy so i would put yeah. her on the top I, up there um when i saw the jar jar walking around a couple years yeah. ago at icc i was like that's awesome we've got rick uh, prince who did darth ball we've got the gentleman uh, who was count dooku i mean when i saw a, a a jawa that was my height and then i said you're a little tall to be a jawa just kind of trying to be funny and he hit his uh the speaker and it went Ooh, teeny, I want to and I was like, oh, my God, like that, that just made my day right there when like the Ewok talked to me or the Ewok, sorry, the uh, Jawa, Jawa talked to me in Jawaese. That was amazing. Um, I had to go buy another Legion toy because I didn't know there was a shadow of the Empire Royal Guard or, or mm -hmm. a shadow guard. Um, I didn't know they were black with the red visor. Um, I only knew of the red crimson guard, and then you had the um, the Senate guard, which was in blue. Blue, yep. 
And then, so I knew those two, but I didn't know anything about, um, well, I, yeah, let's do, guard, so I had let's, to go buy more so I could have a shadow guard. Let's do this. Let's we'll, we'll make it to where Alfie, Alfie doesn't share some of the cosplay that he follows <laughs> so much. And I'll go look back at the I triple C from the last two years and I'll grab some of the pictures from there and me, you, D-Doc, and Alfie can look and see what we thought were some of the best out of those since we've seen those over the past few years. Uh, let's, let's do that. We can, we can do That's that. Why, like, so it doesn't have to be just um, the ones that are on the internet and the Mara Jades <laughs> and the pink. Uh, I saw just saw one just the other day. There was a pink uh, Twi'lek. Um, and like pink leggings, pink arm, like so when I say leggings, it's like pink bottom, pink arms, right? And then the pink headdress. Um, it doesn't just have to be the Twilicks. Um, I but I okay. Well, rural farm boy, consider it done. We'll figure out a way. I to mean, do I also that. like the tie fight tie pilots, right? Like some mm -hmm. like all of the five oh first that put the effort that they have to put into it, right? The quality and the the um Obi-Wan well, what is Damien Damien Wan Kenobi was talking about it yeah. too. The process that you have to go through to get approved to be able to wear it is insane. So the amount of time that people put into it, um, it deserves to have something talked about. And it, even Rural Farm Boy told us when he was on a couple of years ago. He used ago, to do, yeah, he used to do the five hundred first or Stormtrooper. Yep. Um, I will say that Stormtroopers aren't as cool as maybe the Scout Troopers or the Tie Pilots. Sorry, those are kind of two of my favorite helmets. Uh, would be Scout Trooper and Tie Pilot. Uh, okay. I've got the picks. I'll share them with you guys. We'll, we'll take, we'll vote. We'll put it together off of that stuff. We've got, we've got plenty to choose from and and we can still remain. And it doesn't even have to stay within, it doesn't even have to stay within the star. And to me, cosplay doesn't have to stay within the star Wars world because I've walked around at a couple other conventions and see people in their cosplays. Um, but yeah. Okay. Um, before our time shuts down, because it's just <laughs> moving that way. Um, so Tim Morrison came out and said, not sure if there's even going to be a book of Boba Fett too. Okay. Thank you, Tim. If you're hiding the story, you don't want us to know. Great. But if you don't know, you know, um, we'll go from there. Uh, did you see the story about Star Wash? Star Wash. Um, a, a gentleman started a, a car wash company in Chile. He had been to Galaxy's Edge recently and his daughter mm -hmm. said, wouldn't that be a cool name for a car wash? So he started it. Not only does the logo look like Star Wars, but he's been having characters cosplay and come and promote it. Uh, Lucasfilm is... Is he getting presently, sued? Yes, Lucasfilm oh, is I mean, come on, man. Him. Come on, man. <laughs> you got to make it a little bit different. You got to... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought that was very funny, oh. though. Yeah, yeah, because that's funny. Also, because I've tried to reach out to Five O First, and the local Indiana Five O First has mm -hmm. said um, that they don't do anything commercial. Yeah, um, that they try to stay away from. Like, if it was a volunteer event, or if it was for charity, or it was, they try to stay into that because they feel like. I think they also got word that Lucasfilm doesn't like them to do things that are for money. Probably. So he's just having random people come in in like a Darth Vader outfit. Yeah, yeah. it's not necessarily like a no, no, Five O First because. But it's also chilly too, so he's like, ah, we can get away from that. <laughs> That's right. Chilly. They're not chilly. gonna, they're not gonna find away. me. They're not gonna find me in chilly. Hey, yeah, they will. You you are younger than me. So do you remember the 
West End Games, Star Wars role playing games. They talk about it all the time at the shop because, like, these people, some of these people have been playing these games for, oh, yeah. for like 20 some, 30 some years. So <laughs> I've heard of it. I know that that role playing game, it was good at the time, but then they stopped. Sure. I, the problem is everything when when it stops getting support from the company, everybody kind of just bails on it and moves on to the next big thing that is getting promoted from the company. So when they dropped it from its production and stopped making rules for it and stuff like that, it's it lost some of its. I want to say it was like in the eighty eight, eighty nine, hey, something like it that. It was it was at around the tenth year anniversary, so like eighty seven that area. Yeah, but we we all all the soldier people we call that the dark times, obviously. But mm-hmm. I, I will say this, Mark Newbold at Panther Tracks, if, if you want, go read the article he wrote about it. Um, he basically was saying a lot of what we have in Star Wars today and a lot of the things that happened in the 90s mm-hmm. and the early 2000s mm-hmm. came because those games really mm-hmm. fleshed out. Like, we only knew Hammerhead as Hammerhead, but it's an Ithorian. We only knew Walrus Man as Walrus Man, but it was an Aqualish, right? Uh, those games filled in those blanks for five, six years when we had nothing else going on. So um, I'll take it yeah. another, I'll take it another ring too. Um, I've seen pictures of the fleet troopers that they used in that game. And they're mm-hmm. the same model and sculpt that are being used in the Legion. So the, like the sculpt is, it's not the <clears> same, but it's this, like the models and the miniatures have left an impact on the fact, the fact that somebody like, Oh, this is cool. Why, why, re- why recreate the wheel when we can just kind of re-sculpt something that has already existed. Very so, cool. I, so there's a lot of that there. There's a lot of like stealing, riffing type well, of thing. I'm getting a notice that we're getting ready to shut down. So guess what, guys? It's a short version. We're going to say hi and goodbye. We have hope. Hope that things will get better. And they will. Especially since you're listening to Rule the Galaxy podcast. Wars fans and Rule the Galaxy fans, it is Joe. This time sitting solo. Sorry that we uh, had to cut short the quick little show that we were doing with Brent and I. We will work to um, repair that and get that all set up. For some reason, uh, click the wrong buttons and our Zoom call wasn't as long as I had planned. So I didn't want to just end on an abrupt uh, half sentence. So I thought I would finish up with real quick just saying thanks for always giving us a follow. Thanks for giving us a listen. We really appreciate uh, everybody who's involved with the Rule of the Galaxy crew, whether it's D-Doc, Alfie, uh, Brent, myself, uh, Nick Shesky, and, and all the guests we've had in the past four years. Um, thanks to everybody there. But uh, also just, you know, wanted to end it the way it should be ended. And that's with me, you know, saying thanks, closing up shop, and then also saying my typical close, which is until next week, may the force be with you. Mm-hmm.